0: Welcome to the Wealthy Nurse Hour with your host, LaCalle Ab. In our program, you'll meet some of the most insightful nurse leaders and entrepreneurs who successfully made the move from the traditional nursing profession to making nursing a big business. Now, here is LaCalle Ebb.
1: Welcome to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. I'm your host, LaCalle Ebb. If you're tuning in for the first time, the show serves as a platform for nurse leaders and entrepreneurs who are using their skill set and expertise to make a difference in the way we practice nursing. Today, we're broadcasting live with uh, my guest, Cynthia Sinclair. Cynthia is a registered nurse with a passion for working in the community. She has been in the healthcare industry for over 20 years, starting out as a CNA, which is a Certified Nursing Assistant, then LPN, which is a Licensed Practical Nurse, to her now current status as a registered nurse. She has an incredible ability to communicate with people who find themselves in difficult situations. Ms. Sinclair has experienced a variety of life lessons that has provided her with the uniqueness to identify with people in need. Her willingness to work with this understanding Underserved environment is also a testament of her dedication to quality health care and prosperity to all. Miss Sinclair has worked tirelessly to imp- implement an exercise program for diabetes within a homeless shelter. She was instrumental in providing the shelter with a stationary bike and is committed to her pilot program to improve the diabetic outcomes of the homeless. Ms. Sinclair's program ideas close the gap between case management and the community we desire to educate. Through close inter- interaction and face-to-face encounter, encounters habits will change, mentalities will improve, and the cycle of disease process will break. Welcome, please welcome to the show, Miss Cynthia Sinclair. Welcome, Cynthia. Uh, good morning, Raquel, how
2: are you today?
1: I'm good, how are you?
2: I'm feeling pretty good. I have a little bit of a cold, so.
1: Oh, um, that's okay. (laughs) Everywhere I go,
2: everyone is you know under the weather. I know. I know.
1: I'm. I'm happy. Well, I'm happy that you took the time to join us today, Um, and I just want to you know introduce you to the Wealthy Nurse Hour, and I want you to go ahead and tell me tell. The audience, uh, a little bit about yourself and your business, uh, CLS Nursing Training Service, LLC. Tell us a little bit about that and what you've been doing and what problems have you been solving?
2: Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on your show.
1: Oh, thank Um, you. (laughs)
2: I'm really proud of you. Yes. Thank you. Um, I am a registered nurse, but I also am a delegate nurse. I took a course um, at Anne Arundel Community College and learned how to be a delegate nurse, which really means just what it says, delegate nurse. So we delegate portions of our position, like passing medications and the day-to-day care of residents, clients, patients in the assisted living facility. So, um, I got into the business about five years ago. I was pushed into the business. Really. I was pushed to take the class from one of my good friends, uh, Elaine Hagens And she has a assisted living facility in Bowie living. Okay. Well, she was my that's Bowie client. Maryland. Yeah. Yes. Bowie Maryland. Yes. Uh huh she was my first client she was you know we've been friends for 20 years and she asked me to take the course and to be her nurse okay so i agreed and from that experience being her delegate nurse i um just started to grow my own business. I, I decided to go into business for myself after I was terminated from my job. Wow! I actually met you. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, yes
1: we yeah, were, we're doing... colleagues years years ago at Amera Health uh, for DC exactly. Medicaid. Yes, I remember all so well. <laughs> so that's where I initiated the
2: programs that you read in my intro the mm-hmm. diabetic um, program for the homeless. I okay. was able to initiate that as a um, managed care um, case manager.
1: Which is awesome, by diabetic the way. I, I didn't realize that you um, pilot, did a pilot for that program um, and implemented that. How how were the outcomes um, with that program when you put that stationary bike, bike in that homeless shelter? What did you see?
2: Well, I wish I could have stayed around for the outcomes, but unfortunately um, I didn't stick around for the outcomes. Okay. We did have really good participation because it was the homeless guys who brought it to me, the diabetics that were at the shelter. Like, well, you know, my bike is stolen from outside and this, that, and the other, and all the problems that they had. And I came up with the idea to have stationary bikes inside the facility and I was able to um, make it happen and, and I was very proud of that program.
1: And that's awesome that you but you did that for AmeriHealth for the company so really you you implemented you were being innovative inside of a a company, and and unfortunately, you don't get to <laughs> reap the benefits of it as you would in uh, being in business for yourself. But you definitely um, started something within that company, and hopefully, they uh, continued with the initiative to help improve their outcomes. Um, well, from,
2: uh, the that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to go in business for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a, a, a my family has a business background. Mm -hmm. Um, My aunts, my grandmother, they were all in business for themselves. And when I first originally got into nursing as an RN, I went to RN school to actually open up my own nursing
3: agency. Okay. And
2: got a little lazy. and As we all do. (laughs) Yes, follow through. But now that I've been in business for five years for myself, I, I wish that I had pursued that twenty years ago. Since I've been an RN now for twenty years,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I wish. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's, so why do you why do you say that? Why do you wish you would have started sooner with the well, business you know, as opposed you're in to for
2: yourself? Mm-hmm. You realize the benefits.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There are so many benefits to being in business for yourself. It's so it's like, freeing. You know, you have so much freedom, but mm-hmm. you still have a lot of responsibility. And mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. This is my fifth year. It actually took me... I didn't make money till my third year. The first okay. two years were R-N money. You know, we're used mm-hmm. to a certain kind of paycheck. And mm-hmm. I was not bringing that in year one and year two. But I stuck with it. And... um Through the grace of God and my hard work, my determination, um, taking advantage of opportunities that came my Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. I'm still in business five years later. And I will say customer service. Customer service is big
1: Mm -hmm. in business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you you mentioned, you know... the, being a nurse and uh, being used to that paycheck, I talk about this all the time. But that's one of the fact, one of the major things that keeps us as nurses um, working um, and at the bedside because we're so used to, you know, the paycheck. We're so used to the security, but and kind of fearful to step out and uh, take that leap to start our own. When in fact, if we took that leap, we our uh, potential. Of making more is so much greater than it would be with that paycheck that we're so used to getting.
2: So. I <laughs> made more money last year than I ever really did throughout my nursing career. Uh huh. Even though, mm-hmm. of course, you have the potential to make six figures, but you gotta mm-hmm. work so hard for it. And yeah. I made six figures last year, and mm-hmm. I still was able to command my own way. Mm-hmm. You know, have,
3: I have that
4: freedom and flexibility.
2: Yes, I have yeah. flexibility. I could go on vacation when I want.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I will say, you know, it's a big responsibility. Money management
3: mm-hmm. is something
2: that you have to um, conquer. Uh, I would say the second year of my business, you know, I said, okay, I had all these benefits with my full-time job, and now I don't have any benefits. But yeah. I began to replace my benefits. You know, I went out there and purchased life insurance and um, health insurance. Uh, still working on that one a little bit because it's a yeah. <laughs> rocky road with the health insurance. Yeah. But, you know, you can purchase the health insurance, Um mm-hmm. What other benefits? Uh, My gym. The things that I enjoyed with my job, I've been able to replace them, you know, one year at a time
3: Mm -hmm.
2: in my company. And Mm -hmm. I'm able to write them off. And that's the biggest Mm -hmm. benefit. That you control your money. You control your money. No one else controls your money. You control your money. You control your input and your output. Absolutely. Able, yeah. So I, I didn't understand the difference between W-2 and 1099.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, when I first started out.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, Which a lot of people don't. So explain it to <laughs> to them. So they well, get that you understand. know what I mean? With a, a W-2, they take everything out before you even see it.
2: With mm-hmm. the 1099, you control your money. So it really made me realize how important business is and mm-hmm. why you will meet so many people that say, hey, I want to have my own business because that's how you control your money. You control the amount of taxes, the amount of, you know, benefits. The You, you control, it's just so much more control yeah. than with the W-2 when you're looking at the case of like, well, who took this and who took that and why did mm-hmm. they take this? but it's challenging. It's it's definitely challenging.
1: But you definitely overcame a lot of challenges and, and, you know, persevered through the fear, through, you know, people probably telling you not to step out there and do it, and and you're doing it, and you're seeing great results. So I'm proud of you (laughs) for all that you're doing. Well, the first thing I would say is don't, don't,
2: really share your ideas with others. Because I just decided, hey, I'm going in business. I was terminated from my job.
1: I was gonna go back to school. And, and guess what, and I'm sorry they said, replaced, you know what? replaced you as yeah. soon as you left <laughs> with another. Just a number, exactly. you know, with these jobs. But
2: so I said to myself, I mean, yes, I did have to work part-time. I still work part-time. I don't really have to work part-time anymore. But I just do it for consistency and just uh oh, I don't know, I just do it. Um, I yeah. work two days a week. But I made a promise to myself that I was not going to take a 40-hour job once I decided that I was going in business five years ago. And mm-hmm. I haven't. I've been able, at some points, I haven't even had a part-time job because God's like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I need you to focus fully on what I have for you. And yeah. me being a nurse, of course, I like that security blanket. Like, well, let me go just around the corner over here and yeah. get this money. But yeah. sometimes you don't have time for that. Even right now, I'm, I'm thinking about, oh, my part-time job. It kind of stands in the way of me taking my business further.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because anytime you have to dedicate Time to someone else, Mm -hmm. you're not dedicating it to your business. And believe me, business grows. And it needs attention. It needs, you know, probably all your attention to grow even further. So I was just thinking the other day, like, is this job holding me back? Because I really don't even make any money over there. I just go there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... You know, so those are decisions that you kinda have to make. You have to kinda be very confident. Um, once I decided that I was going into business for myself,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I just went with it. You know, yeah. I went with it. I listened to my inner voice and I had, you know, great examples from like my grandmother who never worked for anyone else. Mm-hmm. She always worked herself and she always said to me that working for someone else is a waste of your time and I never Mm -hmm. really understood what she meant until I got like my 1099s versus my W2 and I
1: said oh wow
2: this is what she meant
1: and that's great that you had uh a a mentor, so to speak, or someone to speak that entrepreneurship into you early. So it was kind of embedded in you all all along, and that's probably why you had that desire, but as soon as you desi- decided to step out and actually act on it, that's when you really um, reap the results of it or reap the benefits of um, stepping into business. So that's that's wonderful. Um, you touched a little bit on uh, your... S- CLS nurse and training services um, in, in the sense that you are delegating nurse and you go to the different assistant living facilities. But tell me, um, what are you doing for the clients who live in the assistant living and how are you impacting their lives and changing um, the way that uh, nursing is being practiced from this perspective?
2: So in Maryland, uh, assisted living facilities, they can have huge assisted living facilities with 100 beds or they can have what I call mom and pop facilities that might have five to 10 beds. I mostly work with the mom and pops, um, as the delegate nurse and it's CLS delegate nurse and training services because I delegate and that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I go into the facility every 45 days. Mm -hmm. I make sure that the medication is being given and administered properly. Mm -hmm. I assess the client and make sure that their medical and personal needs are being met. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: everyone in the household, which is the certified med techs and the CNAs, caregivers, they all work under my license.
3: Mm, so when they
2: have questions, what, mm. yeah, that's a little that's a little risky because yeah do work yes. under my like <laughs> And when the state calls you, mm-hmm. so uh, what they're doing and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing correctly, falls on Well, the that's nest. when you you know you you kind of have to um, train mm-hmm. and. Um, It gets a little hairy sometimes because you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But uh, in the five years that I've been doing this, I haven't had any
1: issues that were detrimental to my license. That's great. And that speaks to your training and how you educate educate your your staff and the people who work under you. So that's excellent. I'm glad to hear that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because sometimes you think about it like, oh, they're... And, and, you know, you have to really explain to the CMTs and the CNAs and the caregivers that they are working under your license. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that they're equally as invested in the process as you are.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And... uh, that, that's that's excellent that you are able to convey that um, to them and sometimes it's difficult you know when people don't see your vision or see what you're doing in your business oftentimes they won't have the same drive um, to work as hard as you do or the same work ethic. So yeah, it's definitely important to educate them about that and make sure they're doing doing that job because in the end it, it could fall on you because again they're working under your license, right? Correct.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: the owners of the facilities, all my customers, uh, I just love to death. They mm-hmm. are so committed to the care of the elderly. And not all the customers are elderly anymore. Mm. I mean, you know, we have a lot of um, clients really in their 50s and 60s. Sometimes it surprises me because I'm like, okay, this person could be me. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and so it keeps you humble Mm you
3: know it it keeps you humble
1: yeah well that's good that's great work um, that's great work Cynthia (laughs) you're doing an excellent job Um, so what advice would you give an aspiring nurse leader or entrepreneur who wants to get into delegating nursing um, or do, do what you're doing or start that process?
2: Well, your first step is to go to the community college, either PG or Anne Arundel. I went to but you're, Anne Arundel. you're a
1: nurse first. You have to be a nurse first, and then this is an extra... You to, yeah, your first step is you have to be a RA. Mm-hmm.
2: To be a delegate nurse, you have to mm-hmm. be a registered nurse first. Mm-hmm. And uh, you take the course. It's a weekend course, two days, um, like Saturday and Sunday, eight mm-hmm. hours. I mean, PG might do it a little differently, but... Um, yeah, and so they teach you how to teach the CMTs or how to teach the caregivers to be CMTs, CMTs which is a certified med tech. Mm-hmm. So you're teaching a non-licensed person how to administer medicine. And I suppose they came up with that after, you know, LPNs got into the $30 range. <laughs> okay. because
3: I, I, I
2: did run into a facility the other day that was uh-huh. a bigger facility, and they had gotten rid of all their LPNs.
1: Really? Wow. With MedTex. Yes. Replaced oh, wow. them with med-techs. They're replacing, like, they, they replacing oh. the LPNs with MedTex now.
2: Wow. With MedTex.
1: Because, you know, now the
2: RN... Now, in a in, in long time ago, I mean, since I've been a nurse, the RN has always been in charge. So mm-hmm. we're always the ringleader. And then the LPNs would give the meds. And then the CNAs would do the care.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, my experience is unique because I started on the ground level. Yeah, I started as a CNA. And, and I think gives, that's where yeah, the compassion uh, uh,
1: starts. When you start out it, it as a does. as a nurse assistant, I think that's where you, it, it you does. Th- learn that uh, caring part of nursing.
2: <laughs> and yeah, and you also it gives you a unique perspective into the mindset of a CNA because I I remember my mindset when I was a CNA versus RN, so I know exactly what level they're thinking on. and you know, and I address that. And I make them understand the different levels of of care.
1: Which is important because you can relate to them too.
2: you're on the ground that you're not the most important piece.
1: Yeah, the caregiver
2: is always the most important piece. Mm -hmm. And they've got to know that because sometimes it doesn't look like the nurse. Is all that heavily involved
1: mm. but she's on the that's other. what it looks like on that's the outside ride. that's what it looks <laughs> but like. with that, thought, with that I thought love I, that. I, I mean, want you to hold I on to that, that thought Cynthia and we're just gonna take a quick break okay all right <laughs> we'll be back after this break this commercial Please.
2: comes to business you'll find the experts here
4: voice america business network voice america programs are now available on your favorite connected device including amazon alexa and google home through streams with apple podcasts tune in at iheart listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast
0: hey alexa
4: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24 7.
0: You are listening to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to info at thewealthynursehour.com. Now, back to The Wealthy Nurse Hour. Welcome back to The Wealthy Nurse Hour. I'm your host,
1: LaCal Ebb. If you're just tuning in today to today's show, I have a special guest here, Miss Cynthia Sinclair, who is the owner of CLS, Delegating Nurse and Training Services. Um, and before we went to the break, we were talking about caring Caring, as a, and caring and nursing and um, caring when, where it starts is uh, being a certified nursing assistant where uh, Cynthia started her career. And ironically, I started out as a CNA, too. And I think that's where um, I built up the compassion for nursing and compassion for people in general. So, Cynthia, can you pick up from where you left off? In regards
2: to well, caring? And- you know, my experience as a CNA really has helped me be a better nurse
3: mm-hmm.
2: because you don't forget that experience. I mean, as a nurse, I don't usually do bedside care anymore, but I walked into the room at one of my facilities and the young lady giving. A resident a bath was completely inexperienced mm-hmm. and I, I did fuss at the owner for that but uh-huh. I was able to you know take my jacket off put a smock on and show her how to do a bed bath from head to toe wow. uh-huh. in the correct way it, it, that, and that training has never left me mm-hmm
1: mm-hmm and that's great. You having that experience now you're able to go back and train others on how to do it the right way when you see that there's a knowledge or education gap apparently in the way that, you know, they care for others which I think that's phenomenal. I think it's phenomenal. And then I you're able to relate to the CNAs cuz there's a major issue, as we all know, is uh, with the care and some of these nursing home facilities, long-term care and assisted livings with uh, the abuse that's encountered, um, with the neglect that's encountered, um, with the caregivers that are caring for these, well, caring for our loved ones. So that's a major issue. So we need more well, actually, delegating nurses. actually orientation
3: class. Mm-hmm. Um, Say it again.
1: I actually, every month, teach
2: a orientation class. Mm-hmm. I um, do staff orientation for one of my customers who has a residential service agency.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And um, she has several nurses, you know, on board, but she likes me to do the staff orientation because of my experience as a CNA. Nice, and nice. Yeah, Sometimes the, the caregiver, especially if they're not a CNA, you know, CNAs are a little more trained in the field. But in the assisted living um, world, they don't have to actually have their CNA to get a job at the assisted living facility, especially if it's a mom and pop. So a lot of them are, what you've heard me say, caregiver. And yes, then I do have to kind of, train them i have to make sure that they're able to correctly turn reposition wash transfer the client all those things are you know very important and you know you will see them struggling to make that happen and most of the time if there's any type of neglect or abuse it's mostly because of the knowledge and they don't have mm-hmm. the knowledge so i just go in there in a training in a teaching mode and say, hey, no, you don't pull the patient by the arm and get mm. them up. You know, you put your yeah. two arms under their arms and transfer them, you know, to the next position. Yeah. So, most of the time, I mean, of course, you have a couple of bad seeds. But I will say, in the five years that I've been doing this, I have not ran into any abusive. CNA, maybe one, one abusive CNA, mm-hmm. and um, and I got rid of her out of my facility. So you do have power over your license. You, you do have the ability to say who's going to work under your license when you um, partner up with the assisted living managers and owners. So, yeah, you, you don't just have to accept anyone working under your license. That's going to jeopardize your livelihood.
1: And that's great. And you, you only have that autonomy because it's your business, right? And you have a lot of say versus if you worked in the facility, you just, you know, work along with who's hired by the company, per se. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That's great. Okay. So... Just being a nurse in general, I think that we have um, great qualities like entrepreneur pre, entrepreneurship qualities. I think um, we have that. I think as as caregivers, um, business is all about thinking about the needs of others. You know, um, you know, as a nurse, you know, we know what our patients want and need from us. And we know how we can help achieve their goals, so I think we already have that that service minded mentality, and I think that helps us um, in business also. Um, also, well, I grew
2: my business mm-hmm. strictly on customer service, so mm-hmm. now I get word of important. mouth and referrals. I never really advertised too much or put any real effort into marketing. I'm supposing if I did, I might have more business, but yeah. I'm comfortable, yeah. and um, my referrals come in, like, steadily. So, yeah, I built my business on customer service, and, and you're right. that That probably has a lot to do with me being a nurse and just...
1: It comes natural to help. yeah. Comes and natural. look and look yeah. how well you're doing without any, without doing any major marketing. So just imagine if you added the additional marketing and putting yourself out there a little bit more, how that would grow, exactly. you know, this is just well, word of I mouth did. and you're doing so well. You had six figures already. So, <laughs> At
2: six, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah. And it's steady because for the most part, I've had the same customers for the last 4 to 5 years for the most part. I've, you know, added customers and, you know, gained customers and that, but I I still have some of my customers that I originally started out with. Now, Mm-hmm. You know, man does not walk alone. And I did mm-hmm. have help. I did have my mentor, my nurse mentor. Oh, well, which is who very is cool. a delegate <laughs> nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Smith. I met her at the same place I met you, managed care. She was our supervisor. Okay. And I had the, I you know, we, we and her became friends. And we both realized that we were delegate nurses.
3: Mm. And
2: I really didn't have a vision for my own business at that point. But when she left the facility, I said, don't forget about me. And I think it was maybe six months later when she called me, like, are you still interested in obtaining some houses for your Mm -hmm. delegate nurse, you know, um, business? Because I had LLC. No, I hadn't LLC'd myself at that point. That was in Mm -hmm. 2014. So I was like, yeah. And a few months later, I left the job. I LLC'd myself, and I decided to take the, you know, full plunge. And she was very instrumental in helping me along in my business. I would say Anna was like my stepping stone, and she said, I have three or four houses for you because, wow. I'm, you know, I'm going to walk off and do something else. And I took over those four houses and it started from there.
1: And that's great. That's great that you say that because with the key word and, 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 and that is making that connection and having relationships and building that connection, that one connection you connecting to her led to um, you building your business in which another good quality, a successful business, has a loyal clientele, loyal clients come from connections. And as a nurse, you know how to create connections It's a, because it's essential to what we do on a day-to-day. So that's another great quality um, to have. So that's excellent.
2: And always leave a good impression. I yeah. mean, you know, sometimes <sighs> the other day, I'll just tell you a funny story. Uh I didn't realize because I went to the gym and I said, oh, I'm just going to take these little bummy clothes with me because I'm just going to go do these assessments and run back home. Mm -hmm. But I forgot that I had told one of my clients, I would go to the nursing home and do a pre-assessment for them to see if the client, screen the client, basically, see if, you know, see if they were some one that would fit nicely into the facility. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. I, I I just was bummed out, like, looking. I mean, I had a little scarf on my head. I had my exercise clothes on. <laughs> and I said, oh, wow. But I had already committed myself to going to the facility
3: mm-hmm.
2: and totally forgot about it. And so, you know, I had to walk in there like, um, you know, excuse my appearance, but through the conversation, through the knowledge that I was able to give them about what their loved one was going through, the level of care that I know the facility is going to afford them, you know, at the end of the conversation, which, you know, in the assessment, she Mm -hmm. was like, you don't have to worry about what you wear. You know, everything you said has Giving me comfort.
3: Mm. So,
2: you know, a lasting impression. And just being confident in in who you are and what you represent.
1: Absolutely. I think a lot of
2: times, yeah. Nurses, you know, sometimes we aren't as confident as we can be. Especially when it comes to starting our own business and being in business. You just have to move with confidence.
1: Yeah. I I agree. And that worked out um, for you in your favor and and certainly in that um, instance. So that was good. Um, Also, another thing, um, business is consistently changing and entrepreneurs must be resourceful and flexible. Um, And you were flexible in that sense, even though you were in your gym clothes (laughs) and you forgot. But, you know, you just went, you rolled with it went with it and it didn't affect your business at all. In fact, it probably made you more um, likable or more uh, relatable to your client because you still did the job and got the job done. Well, so that's a good thing. Um, So I always, well, this this is mm -hmm. another tip.
2: Okay. Keeping a calendar. If you're going to be in business, especially the delegate nurse, Business, um, even if you have your own nursing agency, residential care, keeping your calendar and keeping it up to date, that is an essential tool.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say that also. Um, so, what would you say about? So there was some statistics that I brought up um, earlier in my first episode um, that according to the reports, there's 15.6 of all nurses reported feeling burnt out with the percentage rising to 41% of unengaged nurses who are still um, at the bedside working. What would you say about that? Did you even know that that uh, those stats were that high? 41%. Nurses who are currently working bedside are just unengaged. Why do you think that?
2: Well, you know, nursing is not easy. Yeah. It's it's a hard job. I -hmm. mean, and especially independent nursing, like what I do, I have to think for almost everyone in the building. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm the think tank. I have Mm -hmm. to know what to do, know what to say know how to find the resources um, that we need to meet the client's needs. So when you're at the bedside in the hospital, you know, you have those same pressures and sometimes they just throw a little bit too much at you because, you know, like I like to take homes that I won't, I don't really, I have one house that has 15 clients. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I try to keep it between five and ten clients. Mm-hmm. Like fifteen might be the max number, um, so you don't get burnt out. So you're not—you have like, control over that. Yeah, I had As a house posted, with twenty yeah. people in it, and mm-hmm. I found that that I, I let that client go because they were constantly like. in in need of, you know, everything, like, all the time, and it was just, it it was stressful, and Mm -hmm. and I I did feel overwhelmed, and I said, you know what? They have no medical experience, and I'm responsible for not only the clients, but the CMTs, so you add Mm -hmm. that, so you take 20 people, and you add about seven or eight, so it's almost 30 people, that are constantly in your ear. So, you know, working in the hospital, working in some of these environments where there's nursing shortage or, you know, um, you're the lead nurse or the charge nurse, I can see it. I can see them being um, burnt out and overwhelmed. And plus Mm -hmm. underpaid. Underpaid. Uh, They they don't, Mm -hmm. like, I control the amount of money that I'm going to make. In your business,
3: mm-hmm.
2: in my business,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and I like that. Yeah. So even if I do have to work hard, I'm well compensated,
1: which makes a great difference. A
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. big difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you think that they, these nurses, they're just working in these conditions, get burnt out, but just don't leave because they're unengaged. Forty one percent is just unengaged. So they just stay they just stay there. What's up with that? Why do you think they just (laughs) I don't understand those numbers. They're just so that because I never was that type of nurse. That can't be good.
2: Whenever you know, and I've done lots of nursing. I've done dialysis, Mm -hmm. I've done acute dialysis in the hospital, in the ICU I've I've worked in the correctional um, facilities, which Mm -hmm. is very stressful and trying. I've worked in managed care, which is, you know, in the community. I've done home care, which is like, oh, my God, bumping your head up against the wall, (laughs) trying to, you know, educate, educate, Mm -hmm. educate to a population that's just looking at you like, I don't care what you're talking about. I'm still going to do what I want. And so, you know, I've had many hats on in nursing, which is why I really do love nursing. Because if you get burnt out in one thing, you can always go do something else.
1: Absolutely. So what would you say to that nurse who just feels stuck uh, in their position (laughs) <laughs> because that try number 41 new. is just unengaged I, mean, un- I don't new. understand that myself because try there's so many things that you if can do you're working at the bedside try something new you might want to yeah. do home health you know you might want to
2: come into the corporate setting like we came from and mm-hmm. do managed care because you have a lot of education to give and um, it's a different atmosphere it's a little bit more uh, I don't know if I should say less stressful, but it's a, it's a different it's a different setting. So you might want to try management, you might yeah. want to go back to school. I mean nurse practitioners are hot now. Yeah. And I just read where they're going to have a two year course for RNs to become surgical care practitioners. Wow. Because they say they need more people on the operating table. And they mm-hmm. don't know where they're going to find them, so naturally they look to the nursing world. You know, nice. that's what men do; they look to women. Even though this is not an all female profession, it's mainly
1: a female profession. Yeah.
2: So, so yeah. What do you think about of, that?
1: The mm-hmm. surgical care pr- pr- practitioner. Yeah, that's something to Nurses think about. Doing surgery. Yeah, something to think about. Yeah. And right? psych, 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 MPs. Uh, do pretty well also. And then you can also open your own practice under uh, psychiatrist psychiatry as a nurse practitioner and practice on your own. So that's another uh, high paying industry. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why I came up with the Wealthy Nurse Hour, the name is because I believe wealth is a mindset. And in order to obtain the wealth that you desire, I believe that the you must shift your way of thinking um and also after you shift your way of thinking take actionary steps to accomplish your goals so how would you define wealth um in leadership or what how would you define wealth well, <laughs> in general
2: wealth means many different things to many different people wealth mm-hmm. and success mm-hmm. um I think in order to achieve wealth, you must learn money management. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And you must put your money in the place that's going to grow it the fastest. So when I talked about benefits before, of course, having a 401k at your job was a benefit. Mm
3: -hmm. And I
2: was like, oh, wow. So I went out and, of course, got my own mutual fund and I contribute to it monthly
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and um, I find that I like it way more because I have total control over my money. I can move yeah. the money around. I can take it out if I feel like it. I can add more to it. I don't have any penalties or any costs attributed to having a 401k through your job. Mm-hmm. So it's a much handier tool and I would even say if you um act aggressively that you can grow your money much faster. You don't have to stay in that three percent or whatever your job, you know, lays down as the rules that you must go by. You're mm-hmm. the boss. That's why I like being president and CEO.
1: Okay. Um
2: I, I, I like those titles. Mm-hmm. and i operate in those titles so as the chief chief operating chief executive officer i make executive decisions about mm-hmm. how i'm going to manage my money and where i'm going to place it and yeah. where you know i'm going to grow and i have several bank accounts because that's what it takes you have to manage your business just like it's a company you know, I only work, you know, by myself, I don't employ any other people in my business. Now, you know, if you have a nursing agency or a, resident, a residential service agency, which is great companies for RNs to open, you will have um, staff that works under you and that you're responsible for their paycheck and their benefits and those type of things. But the first lesson that you have to learn is money management.
1: I, I, I agree. I couldn't agree <laughs> more with you, Cynthia. Yeah. I think that's very important um, is learn how to manage your money and also diversify, um, putting your money in different areas, which, which you say, invest in different areas, which you, which you describe with the mutual funds and... Um, your life insurance policy with the whole life. um, I believe that. And also by doing that, you're creating a legacy, um, not only through your business, but through your investments. So I think that's important and that's one thing that Another benefit to having your own business business is that you're able to create a legacy for your family um, and for your children. Do you agree? 100%. 100%.
2: My daughter, who's very business-oriented most of the time, she's still um, a little chicken. You know, she hasn't grown into a full uh, entrepreneur. It's
1: coming. coming. moving in that direction. Because you're paving the way. way. You're setting the bar right now, so that's that's the only next best thing. Oh, no, we're not (laughs) selling
2: your business. We're keeping your
1: business. We're... You know, so
2: I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's about that. And my grandmother taught me that. And I wish I had been smarter when she was in her teaching mode. But we were all looking at her like, I don't want to do that. And she had a real estate company. So she Yet had 80, 80 houses, maybe even more. And, and she taught us the business mm-hmm. as teenagers, me and my cousins. And, of course, you know, we were young, and we just did not understand what she was trying to um, convey to us. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So, yes, um, and she was wealthy, (laughs) and she was Mm -hmm. wealthy. Mm -hmm. And um, and now that I've gotten the point Mm -hmm. 30 years later, I rely on some of her teachings heavily. And, um, good.
1: So and, her, ta- and her talking and preaching didn't go in vain. <laughs> it no, stuck with no, you. And no. look at you today. Phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. And I share so, those lessons with my children. Good. And that's, and that's how it should be. Keep the legacy, um, continuing for gen- generations. Generations. So, um, one more thing is leadership. What's your quick, you know, definition? How do you define a leader and leadership when it comes to business and, and nursing?
2: Well, you know, as a leader, you have to be humble. And mm. you have to meet mm. the person... That's a that word
3: right there.
1: With. As a leader, you yes, have to be have
3: to humble. Be
2: humble. <laughs> you, you can't be... Yeah, you know, sometimes I get a little snooty, like, oh, you know, you can just step off. But, you
1: know,
2: <laughs> You know, 99% of the time, I'm humble because I mm-hmm. come from humble beginnings because I, mm-hmm. I, I was a CNA. I understand the thinking, the mindset, the perception of a CNA, of a caregiver. Yeah. My my grandmother was in a nursing home. My father was in assisted living. My other grandmother, I think I became a nurse because she was sitting on the couch and her hair was to her nose, and her nails were to the floor, and my oh, father didn't know what to do with her. And I awesome. walked in like, "Oh my god," you know. And, and I was able to instantly initiate interventions and services for her that took care of her until she died. And wow. you know, I think she died maybe three or four years later, you know, because she had Alzheimer's. Like she had complete mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. You know, my other grandmother was bedbound and in the nursing home. I took care of her before she went to the nursing home mm. um, for about two years. Um, so, yeah, being humble and, you know, leading sure. with confidence and being secure in the information that you give and spreading knowledge. Like I say, and I will tell anybody where I'm right in front of them, I don't know all things. Now, some of that stuff that I might have forgot because it's been 20 years since I've gone to school and, um, I don't do that anymore, but Google, Google is your friend. And so I teach my CNAs to empower themselves with knowledge.
1: Nice. And that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. You're an excellent teacher. I love what you're doing in your business and in the nursing profession and continue, continue to spread knowledge. Um, And wisdom, Cynthia, I think you're doing an excellent job. And on that note, we're going to close the show. Um, Tune in next week, next Tuesday to the Wealthy Next Nurse Hour, um, every Tuesday at 9 Um, a.m. Cynthia, it was a pleasure talking to you today.
2: It was a pleasure talking to you. And once again, (laughs) congratulations. I'm so proud of you. I love oh, the name too. Of your <laughs> business, the Wealthy Nurse Institute, and the Wealthy yeah. Nurse Hour, and
3: yeah. you
2: know we're striving towards wealth.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, baby, love you. Love you too. Bye bye. <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. Be sure to join your host, LaCalab, Lab, for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk more next week.